Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Welcome back to our classroom. I was hopeful that Lorena would join me once again. However, she's a little bit under the weather, so it's me and you. All good, though. Part two of what's going on in Florida. And last time we talked about the fact that Florida approved the controversial new standards for teaching African-American history and at, at the public schools. We talked about some of the issues with that. The fact that there's claims about how this was beneficial to folks that was enslaved. The undertones, but also the obvious things that are being done in terms of this push and approval from DeSantis' team to essentially whitewash the curriculum. Look, that's what it comes down to, all right? So I'm not sugarcoating it. We're going straight there. More has happened since the last time you tuned in. And of course, because this is Florida, there's always something happening here. And he did try to walk it back a little bit and and put it on uh, those in the Department of Education. However, an interesting development is that Florida approved conservative Prager U lessons. I think I'm saying it right. Prager University, Prager U. They, they, they approved their curriculum recently. And that is extremely interesting. And it's a big deal because this group, this entity, they are the anti-woke. <laughs> this is funny. This is crazy. So they look at stuff like critical race theory and, and, and other topics that have been hot topics and say, hey, this is wrong and we're sick and tired of this. And, and this is what we need to be teaching. Right. And when I say this, I'm referring to things such as anti-immigration theories. Downplaying systemic racism. This is the stuff that they're pushing fascinating so who's indoctrinating who i want to know somebody answer somebody tell me who is indoctrinating who prager you uh i got questions i got questions about them i got questions about their approach i got questions about what they're pushing i got questions about their intentions and i got questions about why florida would approve this some of my questions are rhetorical So uh, I'm just letting you know straight up. Some of them are rhetorical. (sighs) And I don't I don't want to spend all our time talking about this. This will probably have to be another episode because we're talking about a, a super conservative group that is unaccredited. Let me reiterate that they are unaccredited. And and so. Oh, man, this is wild. This is wild stuff when we're thinking about the notion of standards, right? And 
I, again, I don't want to spend all of our time here because what I had shared when we wrapped up the previous episode, when we wrapped up part one, is that we want to offer some assistance to teachers. We want to offer some tools. We want to offer some guidance in terms of how to navigate some of this. And keep in mind that we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I only have some ideas and have things that I try out. We here at Multicultural Classroom have things that we try out. Works for some people and for others, it does not completely get it. But I did not want to overlook this development, which is why I started here, because this is going to impact things for sure. This is definitely going to impact things. So on the one hand, you you have denial of certain things that happen, particularly to black folks in this country. And then you have whitewashing of the, the curriculum. And then on the other hand, you have an, introdu- uh, an introduction an approval of an unaccredited super conservative group that is pushing anti-immigration and those type of notions. A lot for us to unpack. Well, folks, look who decided to show up after all. It's Lorena. Thanks for letting me show up. I suppose. Well, Earlier, you mentioned that you came across a video, PragerU video, about... There was two of them. All right. Well, you showed me one. It had to do with some type of reconciliation. Maybe you could share a little bit about what you witnessed in this video and what your concerns are. Yeah. So the the issue is that these, these videos and access to this curriculum is now granted throughout the state of Florida. Um, It is not necessarily approved in the sense that schools are not required to use it. Um, So that's what I mean, mandated, but it is approved. That's what I mean. It is not mandated, but it is approved as an option for schools to use. Now, there are two videos that I've seen thus far, and I'm still, I'm I'm trying hard not to watch a lot of them because it's a lot and and it's kind of unnerving and frustrating. Um, And it is a little tempting, though. And I also don't want to watch them. But the two that I saw, one was about apparently um, someone during the civil rights movement. So what you have is like these two little kids who are modern day kids talking to historic figures about things that happened. And so the one that I showed you was um, someone from the civil rights. I don't know exactly who who they were talking to. And they were like, oh, you know, it's so terrible that you went through that during the civil rights movement and that, you know, segregation and all that stuff. He was like, yeah, but, and and it's just, I mean, the indoctrination and the heavy handedness of it is really wild. And he says, yeah, but you know what? Don't worry, little girl, because it's not your fault and you don't have to feel guilty about what happened then. And she's like, oh, Whew, great, you know, but I'll still do my best today. And so isn't there truth to that? Isn't it true that it's not her fault? Oh my goodness. I'm gonna get to your question. And and then the other video was, I mean, just like wow. It was Frederick Douglass. And he was, I kid you not, um celebrating and glorifying the founding fathers saying that they were 
um, that they hated slavery and they fought hard to end it, which is literally a lie. Um, and so right. that's bad because uh, one thing is to whitewash, right? And one thing is to insert your message, like in the first one that I shared about during the civil rights movement. And another one is to actually share inaccurate information. Um, Sounds like indoctrination to me. I was just about to say, and that's what indoctrination is, right? Indoctrination is to to have a doctrine, a set of beliefs that you use to communicate a message. And so what they're doing is, is manipulating information, changing, and, and they're very open. Like if you go to their website, they're all about quote unquote changing minds. Like that's their whole thing is that they want to change the minds um, of what left left wing education and media has done. They're, they're fully openly unapologetically like that's their position. And so, you know, I could see why it's on brand for Florida because they're all about supposedly right now, both sides and everybody gets a voice. Right. And so because so many organizations, um, our teachers have access to all of these organizations in their curriculum and their material, I could see why they'd say, Oh, well then Prager, you should be available. Right. Um, but that's the, that's the issue is that it's super, super, um, harsh, heavy handed indoctrination, manipulation of history and just lying in some cases. Um, it's okay to have a conservative opinion about things. It's okay to be a Republican and have different beliefs around economics and how governments should run. Like that's perfectly fine. And it's another for us to look at moments in history and to look at current situations and, and want to change them because they make us feel uncomfortable and because they create a sense of responsibility. That That's the quote unquote guilt that people are talking about. It's not guilt. It's that they feel a conviction because they have a responsibility to take an action and they don't want to sense that discomfort to have to take some kind of action, you know? And so back to your question about, well, isn't that true? Is it, it's not her fault. Yeah. Technically it's not this little girl's fault as it isn't technically the fault of any individual here alive right now. But we know that people have benefited, right? Generations have benefited of the work of their ancestors. If we can claim, if white folks can claim the goodness of their ancestors, they're going to have to deal with the debts of their ancestors too. Can't be one and not the other, right? So no, it isn't an individual's fault who is alive right now, but it is all of our work to try to address this and to make it better and to find solutions. Because saying and throwing our hands up in the air, oh, well, I... I don't have anything to do about this. This isn't my fault leaves us right where we are. And we'll continue to be coming back to the same conversation for decades and decades and decades. Yes. Yeah, the reality of the situation, right? There's tension that we need to deal with. Some people are okay with taking on that tension head on. Other people would rather act like none of this ever happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there were benefits of slavery and all that sorts of ridiculousness. And we need to be able to have honest conversations. We need to be able to come to the table. We need to be able to identify uh, the challenges, not just from the past, but also from the present, and then hopefully work towards not just reconciliation, but 
reconstruction. You know, we need right. to rebuild. Like actual justice, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that we're leveling the playing field mm-hmm. and uh, all people groups, all people groups in this country have an opportunity to uh, succeed on equal levels. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and, and as it stands on, in Florida right now, we're not able to do that in classrooms. We can't have honest dialogue. However, I want Educators, particularly in Florida, but I think at this point, while Florida is unique, there are a lot of places that are not far behind. Let's let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. Florida is an easy target, but some of y'all are in places that are not far behind. And so... Some of what we're doing might be beneficial to you also. I want to start with talking about my classroom. This is something that we started here at Multicultural Classroom. We started a group called Our Classroom. It's a safe space for educators to meet online, to build community, to lesson plan together, to talk about some of the challenges that you may be experiencing, and to support one another. And this is a community of multicultural classrooms. People, educators, friends, and followers, whatever you call yourself, you're welcome. Together in this space, we can be ourselves, meaning we can share, learn, grow, make mistakes, and build. Right? Because that's what it's all about. Going through that process of learning, growing together, giving ourselves space and grace to make mistakes and building. Man, we got to come together, especially during these times. And so in my classroom, it's a private, protected space for anti-racist and anti-biased educators to get help, answers, and dreams. Yes, I know that term, anti-bias, anti-racist. I know that term, ABAR, offends some people. But hopefully, for most of my listeners, it doesn't offend you. It affirms you, right? We want to be a people that are consistently challenging racism, uh, challenging bias, and and checking ourselves, right? Because we, we all bring some of that with us. We, we all have these tapes that are playing in our head. Uh, and there are also systems that are in place that we need to dismantle. People don't like to talk about these systems, but they're real and we talk about it here. And so, again, my classroom is a space for people who want to get their hands dirty and do this work while also building. If you're interested in following and joining and supporting what we're doing, and growing together in community. And again, this is not for everybody. That's cool. Don't come if it's not for you. But for those who are interested, who are looking to build, who need that support, who want to connect with educators across the country and beyond, then check us out. All right. You could go through our to, through our website, multiculturalclassroom.com, or you could go to any of our social media platforms. It's multicultural classroom. Across your social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, 
Find us there. Go to the link in our bio page and that will direct you to my classroom where you could sign up. Hey, this is completely for free. If you're like me, then free is also for you. Free is for me. Free is for you. All right. And we're doing it for free because this is our way that we could give back. This is our way that we could support educators. This is our way that we could stay connected to others. So check it out. If you have questions, feel free to hit us up. While Lorena is not in this episode, I did find a way to work her in. So here's a quick excerpt talking about what we're doing with my classroom. I am launching my classroom. It is going to be a space, a digital space, where we can do three specific things. First, we're going to be able to share resources. We're going to be able to celebrate the work that we've been doing. We're going to be able to say, hey, I'm going to teach this book, or I want to talk about this subject in my science class, and I want to make sure that justice is present. I want to make sure that I'm talking about it from an anti-bias and an anti-racist lens. Can we collaborate? Can somebody workshop this with me? That, for sure. Two, we are going to be able to ask questions. We're going to be able to say, hey, am I the right person to teach this, right? That vulnerability, like we're going to really be able to practice that. I want to create a space where we can value that vulnerability and that we can really practice keeping each other in check, holding each other accountable and encouraging one another. And number three, we're going to be able to actually have community. We're actually going to be able to network and partner and collaborate and all of that all of that will be held for you for free. Now, we're also involved in a really cool project, and this is Florida-specific through Zen Education. And it's called Teaching for Black Lives. So if you're a Florida educator, this one's for you. We are gathering virtually in a safe and protected space to plan and learn how to teach truth. We're doing a group book study on teaching for black lives by Zen Education. It's going to be moderated by Lorena Herman and Tamara Russell. Both do excellent work. This is going to begin in September and it will go through June. Yes, indeed. It will be flexible and self-paced while still engaging and powerful. So if you're interested, again, you can email us or, or you could go to our social media platforms and DM us directly if you're interested. And we want to support you. Come through for that. It's going to be powerful. And I'm taking time to talk about the these initiatives because, again, this is part of how we can support folks. But additionally, these are some things that I think you should be aware of. You're in a classroom in Florida, places like that. One, you want to be educated. So you want to stay up. I know for some people I'm stating the obvious. I get it. But sometimes it's necessary to state the obvious. and Sometimes it's necessary to reiterate things. And so you want to be up on game. You want to be up on what's going on. You want to be clear about what legislature... What's happening in terms of legislature? You want to be clear about what's included in the curriculum, right? A lot of people say a lot of different things, so you want to make sure you're fact-checking. 
so that when you're speaking on these things, you're speaking on them with accuracy. You want to understand how it is or what the expectations are at, at your particular school. All right. What's your school leadership saying about what you're teaching, what you're not teaching? I've heard stories already happening in, in different counties in which folks who have taught a particular subject have been told, like, hey, I'm not sure if you're going to be teaching that subject this year. Or they've been told you're not teaching that subject. You're teaching something, uh, something completely different. Uh, or they've been told, hey, you cannot specifically teach this insert the thing that offends people these days i don't know it's crazy and so make make sure there's clarity in regards to that and then a, a second encouragement is you want to consider how it is that you can strategically plan so that you're still teaching the truth right you're still teaching the truth and maybe you're not able to do it with the same contact content maybe you have to be a little more creative drawing different resources uh, but one thing that comes to mind for me besides drawing in different resources it's just maintaining an approach with the students in which we are leading with curiosity our students are smart and they see through a lot of the smoke screens. And so we should be asking them a lot of questions in terms of what they're seeing, what they're hearing, and what they are understanding. And then the follow-up is, how, do, how does that impact them? How does it impact others? And so leading with curiosity would be a strategy that I encourage all educators really to utilize, but particularly the ones who are in places like Florida where they are outlawing your liberty to teach certain content, to use certain words. And so, hey, we, we, we got to be wise in how we approach things. A third encouragement is to ensure that you have support, that you have community, that you're reinforcing your community, that you're building your community, that you have individuals that you could share your experience with, but that you also have individuals that you could plan with, right? We don't have to be lone soldiers in this. Let's be collaborative. Let's be resourceful. Let's be a team. And so I understand that sometimes you may feel lonely. And maybe you are lonely in, in the particular institution in which you're serving, if that's the case for you. I hope that's not the case. But if that is the case for you, then identify opportunities to collaborate with others who are outside of your school. Maybe they're in your district. Maybe they're elsewhere. Maybe it's through spaces, online spaces like my community, which I mentioned earlier, or Teaching for Black Lives. There's plenty other groups also. So if it's not those two groups that you join, trust me, we're not going to be offended over here. It's all good. 
we're just offering that as opportunities, but we know there are plenty of great resources and plenty of great groups doing wonderful work. Identify one of them and commit yourself. See it through. Be open to learning from others and be vulnerable enough to share of yourself. Whew. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I had to take a deep breath there because I'm just, you know, my heart is heavy for the the stress and anxiety that a lot of educators are feeling these days. You know, we engage in conversations with many individuals and it's interesting to hear from them. You know, a lot of our work is supporting teachers. And so we're not on the front lines in the same way. We, we were before when I was leading schools and working in classrooms, when Lorena was working in classrooms, but now our role's different. We do a lot of supportive teachers, and so I, I know they're carrying a lot and feeling the weight. I know a lot of y'all are carrying a lot and feeling the weight. Know that I'm thinking about you. You're loved for your work, for your service, and, and so I'm hopeful that some of what I shared today will be of support to you. All right. Wanted to keep this short to the point. Let you know what we're doing. Offer you some resources. Give you a quick update on what's happening here in Florida. And just maintain that sense of encouragement for y'all. School year is right around the corner. We understand that. It's about to go down, so hopefully you're coming into it with enthusiasm, albeit the things that are happening around you. I'm encouraged by so many folks, and we were serving at Foster Elementary today here in Tampa, Florida, uh, just helping the teachers set up today and, and offering them free lunch and serving them lunch, and uh, just got love for what folks are doing, and I'm enthused that a new school year is upon us. I try not to get too high or too low. Uh, it's nothing that's going to break my spirit, and so hopefully you feel the same way. And so what are three action steps that you would offer educators in Florida and places like Florida that are dealing with these type of uh, legislatures, dealing with this type of uh, political agenda. Yeah. What What are three action steps that you would offer educators? I sh I shared some of my own. What are What are three that you have in mind? Yeah, I mean that's a really good question, and I and it's it sounds simple, but I think it's complicated. But he, but here's in short what I'll say. First. It's going to be so important for this school year that teachers are grounded in their truths, um, right? Like you're going to have to be really clear on what you stand for. You're going to have to be super strong in in what it is that you believe um, because of the manipulation of all of this information, because you might find yourself in a situation where you're going to have to teach, you know, maybe, right? Like the question is, do I teach this thing that I know is wrong or do do I fight against that, right? So there's that. You're going to have to be really clear. And the second thing is, too, it's going to be so important to be wise in discerning your battles. Like, don't fight every battle. 
Every battle is not it, um, right? Like you're going to have to figure out what are some of the quote unquote little things that you might have to just live with and let go um, because this profession, the work that we're doing in those classrooms with those kids matter more. You know, it matters more than these politics. And so, you know, you'll have to be wise and, and figure out like, okay, this thing is worth fighting for. And these two things, I'm just going to have to let that just go. Um, and then lastly, man, community is going to be so important. It's always been important, but even more so now because we're dealing with real fear, fear of like, is this the parent that's going to cause me problems? Is this the kid that's going to go home saying a thing? You know, is this the year where I end up on social media? And so having community that you can turn to that can offer you advice and support and love and a crying shoulder, you know, shoulder to cry on that. That's going to be really important this year. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. You could cry on my shoulder. Okay. Appreciate you. Your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated. Be sure to subscribe, rate the show, and write a review. Finally, for resources to help you understand the intersection of race, bias, education, and society, go to multiculturalclassroom.com. Peace and love from your host, Roberto Germán.